Romans chapter 4. I want you to take verse number 18 home with you this week. I want you to take it and I want you to see it. And I believe if you could see life through the truth found in verse number 18, it can literally change your life. I believe that with all of my heart. I want to preach this morning on the subject, seeing the unseen. I want you to look at verse number 16. For the which cause we faint not. Paul said, I would faint. And there are many reasons Paul could have and maybe should have fainted. But the reason he didn't is found in verse number 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen, my problems, tough circumstances of life, challenges to my freedom, are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Heavenly Father, help me as I preach this morning. Oh, how I ask you, Lord, let me help this truth to be seen from the eyes of young people and young couples and, and senior saints. And Lord, every person, help us to get a hold of this truth. Help us today to start looking for things that are unseen, unseen to the natural eye, unseen to the flesh, but as real as eternity itself. Blessing this message, I hunger for the power of the Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Some years ago, we were on a family vacation and uh, one of the places that we have gone a couple of three times is to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And I like that place. That's where, married, that's where chocolate married peanut butter. <laughs> I like that place. Anything they can't sell, they just put peanut butter with it. And I mean, it, that's just a good place. I remember we were in just going through the factory and smelling all the different kinds of, of candy and all of that. And, and they had this one place where you could put on, they gave you a pair of glasses. I think they're called 3D glasses. And you could see things, and I, I have a good time with my kids. Sometimes I am a kid. And, uh, and, and, and put them glasses on, you could see things that you couldn't see without them glasses. You'd see things flying in the air. You'd dodge them. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Huh? You been there? Have you been to Hershey? Oh, it's a good place. That's where chocolate married peanut butter there at that place. It's a good place. And I remember when I put those glasses on, it was just, it was just a, a, a surprise. I mean, it was just amazing what you could see with them glasses on. But what Paul sees here is not an imagination, though it is not seen to the natural eye. It is not seen to the flesh, but it is seen through faith. And he said, the thing that's helped me to not faint in doing the will of God and facing the opposition, don't miss it now, he said, I would have fainted. The opposition was real. The circumstances surrounded me. I would have fainted. But the thing that kept me from fainting, the thing that kept me from giving up, the thing that kept me from throwing in the towel 
was to see that the things around me that are temporal, they're going to be gone, but to be able to see the things that are unseen to the eye of the flesh, what I saw through faith kept me going. It's interesting as you read through the Bible, you read about uh, uh, Abraham, you read about Elijah, you read about Elisha, you read about David, you read about Nehemiah, uh, you read about the Apostle Paul and others, and, and they would tell the same story in a different way. And I believe that what they saw, you and I can see because it is as real today as it was to them in those days. These men in the will of God, pursuing the will of God, had enemies in doing the will of God. You understand doing right's not an easy task. It's difficult to tell this flesh, you're not going to do what you want to do, you're going to do what's right to do. You know this sorry flesh wanted to stay in the bed this morning. You know this flesh had rather be sitting in a recliner today but we know what's best for us is to be in the Lord's house singing and fellowshipping with the people of God and hearing the word of God preached. And we face the enemies of the flesh. We face the enemies of the world. And then we face the devil. And sometimes you look at those circumstances of life, you look at those challenging situations and you think, I'll never overcome this. I'll never get through this. Every single man that I mentioned, and there were others, uh, there's Esther, there, there's Ruth, there's Naomi, and on and on. They experienced the same thing. They were able to put on the glasses of faith and to see life not as it appeared, but as it really is through the eyes of faith. And they saw him who is invisible. They saw by faith that God was for them. Now, if you can see that in your life, your circumstances will get smaller and your faith in God will give you the strength to make it through the tough times. Let me, let me give you, for example, Joshua. Joshua is a servant of the Lord. He has been a servant of Moses. He has led a difficult group and a large group of people as they've left uh, the land of Canaan and for 40 years they traveled and now uh, they're in uh, the promised land and they're going through victory after victory. Every time I say victory, I want to de de define it and say, please understand victory is not tranquility. Victory is the defeat of enemy. That's what caused it to be a victory. So you have to defeat the enemy to have a victory. And there were seven nations greater and mightier than they were in the land of Canaan. And one by one, they were taking those and inheriting their land. Sometimes <clears throat> the circumstances seemed to be great. In fact, they seemed to be much bigger than they were. There was an event in Joshua's life where he saw a soldier. And he wondered if this soldier was for him or against him. I'll read the passage, Joshua 5, 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? 
And he answered, Nay, but as captain, I'm not just on your side, I'm the captain, captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord to his servant? I want you to notice how quickly things changed. When he saw his circumstances, he was full of fear. When he saw his circumstances, he was filled with wonder. What are we going to do? And then he sees this soldier with his sword drawn and he said, Are you on our side or for the adversaries? He said, Joshua, I'm not just on your side. I'm the general. I'm the captain. I'm the one in charge. And Joshua goes from fear and question to one of faith and worship. He said, Captain, you just tell me what to do. I'm ready to go. He saw the unseen. We find it all the way through the word of God. We find it in Nehemiah's day. Nehemiah, there was a crowd that came and they mocked them and they made fun of them. Here's what they said. They spake before the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones on the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Amorite was by him and said, now he says this in, in mockery. Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. They're mocking them for rebuilding the walls. But I love what verse 6 says. So built we the wall, and the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. You know what they did? They said, we're not going to focus on these circumstances because they're, tempor they're temporary. We're not going to focus on the circumstances because they're temporary. The average person today is focused on temporary circumstances that are opposing the will of God in your life. And the average person is discouraged and down and even defeated because they're focusing on circumstances that are temporary. The purpose of my preaching today is to say there's more to look at than your circumstances. There is a God in heaven today that loves you and they're the angels of the Lord that they are for us and we can accomplish the will of God for our lives. I want you to take your Bible and go to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. I want you to go to verse number 14. I wish I had time to tell the whole story. The king of Syria is trying to get to Elisha because he wants to conquer Israel. And uh, Elisha keeps telling uh, uh, the king of Israel what the king of Syria's plans are. He keeps foiling his plans. And so he decides we got to get Elisha. I want you to notice what he says in 2 Kings chapter 6 verse number 14. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. He's after one man. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, underline these words, Alas, my master, how shall we do? You may look at your life today and say, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. I don't know how I will survive. Alas, my master, we are in trouble. We're surrounded, the whole city, we're surrounded by the enemy. Notice what the Bible says. And he answered, 
Here's what Elisha said. Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And we find this story from the beginning to the end of the Bible. These folks by faith had the ability to see that God is surrounding them. And uh, if God be for us, who can be against us? Goliath may be big compared to other soldiers, but in the sight of God, he is but a little person. He is no problem at all. And my prayer today and my preaching today is to get us to see from the youngest to the oldest, there's more for you than there are against you. There's more for us than there are against us. If God be for us, who can? Be against us. Paul summarized it all and he said this, for which cause we faint not. Now Paul is not denying the problem. Paul is telling us that regardless of what comes his way, he does not have to give up. And he said no matter what the circumstances are, no matter how great they are, God is greater than those circumstances. Aren't you glad this morning we serve a greater than God. Amen. Haven't told this story for some time. It's been 10 years ago now, I guess, I was praying on a Monday morning in my office. The school year had ended. We were headed into the summer months and there were just enormous battles and difficulties. I remember we were fighting against casino gambling and other things and, and uh, we had folks in our church that had cancer and uh, they, they were just, we, we were just pressing on. I mean, we were in the battle. And I felt overwhelmed. I remember how I had all of my problems organized on my desk. I had a file for this problem, and I had a file for that problem, and I, I, I felt like the, the servant that said, Alas, my master, how shall we do? I'll never forget, I bowed my head, and I said, Lord, I need your help this morning. My faith needs to be increased above these problems. Without a doubt, it was the Holy Spirit that guided my mind and my attention to that verse in 1 John where the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I opened my Bible to 1 John and I underlined those words, greater than. And I remember taking my prayer list that day and writing down the name Jesus beside every problem and you know in every case Jesus was greater than every problem I had and I went that morning from feeling down and despondent fighting discouragement to a time of joy and gladness because I recognized he's greater than those problems and Paul said the same thing for which cause we faint not because I can see the unseen I refuse to live my life in response to the circumstances. I'm going to live my life according to the will of God. Now Paul didn't deny his problems. He wrote to the church at Corinth in this same letter, chapter 1, verse number 8. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. 
He wrote to, the, uh, to them again in the 11th chapter, and he summarized the difficulties that he had been through. He said, in labors, more abundant, in stripes, above measure, in prisons, more frequent, in deaths, often, of the Jews, five times received 40 stripes, save one, so five times he was beaten with 39 stripes. I'm looking at all this that happened to one man and thinking any one of those things would take out the average Christian today. But Paul survived all of those, and I've not read even the beginning of all the things that he listed, but he said, I found a secret. I found a secret. I want you to see it. When you look at your circumstances and you say, I'll never make it through this one. I'll never get past this one. This one will be the end and the death of me. He said, I want you to look away from the things that are temporal. And I want you to look at the things that are eternal. I want you to see that there is a God in heaven that's for us. And I want to say this morning, God is for you. God is for you. God is for you. And you can overcome. And you can win. And you can be a victor in Christ. I love that song. I played it uh, as a teenager for others to sing. I've enjoyed it. And that wonderful song, There is an unseen hand to me that leads through ways I cannot see while going through this world of woe. This hand still leads me as I go. I'm trusting to the unseen hand that guides me through this weary land and some sweet day I'll reach that strand still guided by the unseen hand. This hand is led through shadows drear and while it leads I have no fear. I know twill lead me to that home where sin nor sorrow e'er can come. I long to see my Savior's face and sing the story saved by grace. And there upon that golden strand, I'll thank him for his guiding hand. I want you today to look above your circumstances. I want you today to look above your burdens. I want you to look above your problems and see a God that can. I want you to see a God that makes a way. I want you to see a God that loves you and he's for you and his grace is sufficient. Take your Bibles and go with me, if you will, to Psalm number 34. Psalm 34 is a passage of scripture that I read to my dad during his time of sickness and death of cancer. 38, 39 years of age, died at the age of 40. I can hear him now say, son, read the Bible. Dad, what do you want me to read? Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I want you to look at verse number 7. I want you to claim this verse for you this morning. I want you to look at it, verse 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. 
That's the same person Joshua saw. That's the same person Abraham saw. That's the same person that David saw. That's the same person that Nehemiah saw. That's the same person that Paul fixed his eyes on. And he said, yes, the problems are real. And yes, the circumstances are difficult. Ah, but I thank God. And the reason I faint not is because of the unseen hand, because of the one that guides me in life. Now, don't miss this part of the message. Because Abraham and Nehemiah and Elisha and Paul and others, because they could see those angels, the angels that encamp around about them that fear him, because they could see those angels, they could complete the work that God had given them to do. This is so important. They weren't just surviving. They were thriving in the will of God. Paul wasn't just trying to get through life. He was trying to win people to Christ. Uh, Elisha wasn't just trying to survive every day. Uh, Elisha had a will of God that he was working to perform in his life. May I say, if I could give just a word of testimony this morning and say, as I look over 31 years, if I decided to, I could look at the difficult circumstances that we face. I remember one day we were getting ready to build the building in 1998. This would have been 1996 or 7. A man stood in front of me, and I mean just with anger. He said, I want you to know, I know the people and the mayor downtown, and you'll never build that church building. You've got a big enough building. You don't need, now he didn't ask me what size to build his house. But he was telling me what size we're going to build our church. And I'll never, and he said, I don't know how much money you have, but I have enough money to stop you. I thought to myself, wouldn't take but about $3 and a half to stop me because I don't have much. But I saw something he didn't see. It was in May. I believe the date was May 17th. God gave to us a million dollars in one day. The newspaper actually wrote about it. They wrote a good story. It must have been having a bad day. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Kmart on Nicholasville Road. I was walking down the aisle, and I usually am in a hurry, and usually my head's down, and it's dangerous. I shouldn't do that. I, I have to say excuse me. And Anyway, I was walking along, and I just about ran into a fellow. I said, excuse me, I'm sorry. It was him. And I wish I could have answered that question last week when he asked me how much money I had. Now I've got a million dollars, I've got a million, three dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> Can I tell you something? The thing that will keep you going in life. I tell preachers all the time, I say, be, be, be careful about leaving your church because of problems because you'll find problems everywhere you go. You have to keep your eyes on the unseen. And here's why. It helps you to accomplish God's will. My wife and I came here. We didn't come to survive. We came to do a work for God. Let me tell you a story about a little boy that got saved yesterday. In December of 2020, a little boy named Malachi was in his bed asleep. 
drive-by shooter emptied a pistol shooting into their house. I say pistol, it was a gun. I don't know what kind of gun it was. While he was asleep, one of those shots hit Malachi in the head. Hit him in the back of the head, came out his left eye, missed his brain, according to the report, two centimeters. Malachi lived, he survived, but he's blind. Malachi rode one of our buses last Sunday. He's learned to walk with a walking cane, a stick. He said, I want to I go on the egg hunt. Little Malachi is seven years old now. He took that stick on that Easter egg hunt and the bus route. Those folks that are critical of us having fun and enjoying life, hear what I'm about to tell you. Malachi was out there with his stick looking for eggs. He said, I found one. I found one. They said, yep. He said, what color is it? What color is it? They told him. He opened the little plastic egg and he ate the candy out of it. He got his stick. He started looking again. I found one. I found one. What color is it? Every time. What color is it? Malachi came back on the bus yesterday. I hope he, hope he gets to come to church tonight. He came, he came yesterday. I hope he and his parents are here tonight. Josiah, Josiah, wave at me over here, right over here. Josiah grew up in our church. He asked him, he said, what are they doing? They were at the gym yesterday having carnival games. He said, they're going down a slide. He said, I want to go. So Josiah took Malachi up the steps. He came down the slide. He had the best time. I'm going to do it again. He did it again and again. Yesterday, as he heard the old story of how Jesus how Jesus came to give his life that we could have eternal life, Malachi bowed his head and trusted Christ as Savior. He, um, that's, that's a tough life. Little boy can't see. I wept all day yesterday. He told me that story. I cried all day. And I said, thank God for a church. Thank God for a church that folks finance the bus ministry. Those that drive the buses, those that work, I believe he was on Brother Blake's route. Is that right? Where's Brother Blake? He's on back there. Is he on your route? That's one story of hundreds and thousands. Seldom do I go to a store and check out of a store or a subway. Or they'll say, you remember me? No? Where, where, where did you... Did you ride a bus? I did. You baptized me. Now, I, I don't baptize everybody. But I want to tell you something. The reason I can't focus on all of the negative circumstances, the reason I have to keep my eyes on the one that's for me, I'm doing his will. We're doing God's will. We're trying to do what's right. I don't want it just to survive. I want to do a work for God. 
Stand with me this morning. I want you to go away. And when you get to thinking about the burdens and the difficulties and the circumstances, I want you to open your Bible this week to Psalm 34, verse number 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth him. You ask God, Lord, let me see you rather than the circumstance. Heavenly Father, thank you for a people that's been with their preacher through some thick and thin. We've stood against sin and vice. We have fought. Sometimes we win. Sometimes we lose. But the thing we never lose in is when somebody trusts you as Savior, they're yours for all eternity. God, I pray that you'd help us to keep pressing on. The only way we can is to focus on the unseen. I pray for those that may be here today that do not know you as Savior. I pray they would trust you as their Savior today. I pray that they'd not put it off. But today would be the day. I pray for those that need to make spiritual decisions. They would find their way to this altar. Lord, that they would put their faith in you. And Lord, they would ask you, Lord, help me to see the unseen. Bless their invitation. Amen. As he said,